0: and guess what today is what is today bonnie <laughs> today is european heritage days also national celiac disease awareness day so woo-hoo <laughs> okay yes all our friends who have celiac we're yeah. praying for you and weirdly national peanut day which goes along with the other allergy so we can celebrate the peanut but uh, but right not the right weed. right national pet memorial day and roald dahl day and roald dahl is the one who wrote charlie and the chocolate factory yes and that
1: was the scariest movie of my childhood <laughs> When that blueberry girl exploded, I'm like, she's dead, she's dead the tunnel it was going through the tunnel the weird tunnel remember that Woo. I, I was like why is this a children's movie <laughs> nightmare after nightmare you just a sensitive honestly, soul honestly
0: everything <laughs>
2: in the actual factory did not scare me but the grandparents in the bed all yes. day long that freaked me out that was a little odd
0: yeah. oh my yeah. goodness every family's different yeah um okay so today we are going to talk about when your baby has a baby And so having a baby, as everybody knows, is probably one of the most life-upending events in a person's life. Renee and I, we've both been through it twice. Oh, I
1: managed it no problem. Just coasted right into that new role.
0: (laughs) Um, So they're like a definite line of before and after, Mm -hmm. right, when that first child arrives. Well, today we have a special guest on the podcast, Emma Goodwin, who happens to be Renee's firstborn child. But instead of talking about how much her arrival changed her mom, we're going to be talking about the arrival of another baby, Emma's daughter. (laughs) So hey Emma, thanks for being here. Hi, I feel like intimidated but excited. So hopefully this
2: is good.
1: Yeah. Well, tell us about yourself, Emma. Yeah. Give us your bio.
2: Okay. Um, Well, I'm a mom to Dottie Lou. Um, I've been married to Thomas for three years. Mm -hmm. Before that, um, I was in college and got a degree in graphic design. And then before that, I was homeschooled all the way through from first grade to graduation. So now I spend most of my time taking care of Dottie Lou in our house. And one day a week, I teach graphic design and world history at a homeschool tutorial.
0: Cool. So how old is Dottie today? Dottie is
2: almost three months. She's like a week away from three and months old. And
0: is she the cutest baby ever? <laughs> I know. Like I <laughs> I'm the most sure.
2: biased person to yeah. ask, but unequivocally Let's yes. Let's take a
1: vote just amongst the three of us. One, two, three. <laughs> No, two, to, two oh. to one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Bonnie didn't raise her hand. We didn't uh, give her time. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a lot of babies, but she's pretty cute. She
0: is uh, very cute. And very I don't cute. say that lightly, so. So, okay, so to begin with, um, how would you guys describe your mother-daughter relationship? Would you? And I pretend like there's a screen between you, so That's you don't right. have to, like, look at each other and be embarrassed or not want to say the real truth, but um, would you say you were close? You saw each other daily? Like what? I would say very close, unusually
2: close. I would say lots of moms and daughters have good relationships. I would say, like, we talk pretty much daily.
1: We do. Yeah. Yeah. We, There's a lot I mean, of FaceTiming that happens. Is it one sided or both, like, text back and forth? Yeah, it's text back and no, forth. Like no, sometimes forth. you call me. for for like some silly nothing thing you'll even facetime yeah yeah (laughs) but and then but sometimes I'll text you or call you it's back and forth yeah the facetiming has become
2: more regular now that it's just me and a baby in the house if I need to like have a human conversation for a few (laughs) minutes it really is a great
1: technology and I'm just like
2: hi I'm gonna tell you about my day because Dottie Lou can only go ooh and ah Uh which is super (laughs) cute but
1: It only goes so (laughs) far. So yeah, we're very, we are very close, um, as you know, but um, we're very different personalities. So early on when Emma was a toddler and, you know, two years old, three years old, like she was a very sensitive soul. Mm -hmm. And so I um, took the angle of I got, I need to get to know her and how to communicate with her in a way that she can hear me. And not feel like I'm crushing her spirit. But at the same time, you know, she doesn't get to just run the emotional temperature of Mm -hmm. the home at all times and try to strike that balance. And so I think that was kind of what helped um, lay the foundation for a good relationship between us. Would you say, Emma? At least part of it. Yeah. Moving forward. Because we did spend every day together.
2: Yeah. Every day. Especially, (laughs) I feel like the further you go, like you said, back into childhood for me you see just how drastically different our natural personalities are, but like with family, like whether it's your child or your spouse or your whoever it might be, you learn to adjust and live with that person yeah. and bend to you know their differences, not meaning that every difference is perfect. Sometimes you train them to like you did with me, okay, emotions are good and feeling them is fine but crying because someone reprimands you every time they gently reprimand you is probably not what we're going to do for the next um entire of your life
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: yeah um so i'll just ask you was renee a good mom yeah she was a great mom okay are you trying to
1: get us to cry bonnie no (laughs) i I just want to know like she
0: could have said no
2: (laughs) I I mean, postpartum (laughs) hormones
0: are seriously real, so (laughs) somebody, you better be careful. So Emma, so when you found out that you were expecting, I know you probably told Thomas first. Yes. I'm guessing. So then um, how did Renee respond to
2: that news? I think when we told you and dad over dinner, I think you were the next people that we had told after, like I had told Thomas and I think you were next, you and dad, I think you were just shocked yeah, like I you was. knew we were trying, but it. I mean, we <laughs> hadn't been super like sending out family newsletters that we were yeah. trying to have a family, start a family. And so I just remember you looking very shocked, super happy. But then I remember your call the next day and you were like, this just hit me again. Yeah. You're having a baby. <laughs> and that's when it was like over the top excitement. The first time you were excited,
1: but you were I didn't totally really say shocked. much. No, like I was like, oh. That's yeah what great. was that initial thing it like like what very feel like, like I, I suspected you all were trying because your um kindergarten career day outfit was a mom yes <laughs> you wore an apron and a baby carrier and put bitty baby in the carrier which was fantastic <laughs> and so I knew when you graduated that you were wanting to start a family but you just don't know like you don't know right. how those things go. Some people, it takes a long time mm-hmm. and you just, so I had been praying that they would be able to um, start a family without a lot of trouble. So I wasn't totally surprised, but it is kind of surreal. I mean, it was just one more thing oh. in the course of three <laughs> years that was so radically changing. So different. Yeah. For our family, yeah. And so it, it was, um, it came in waves yeah so you got used to the idea so I know I know
0: shopping probably helped you
1: right Mm, it's a great coping mechanism (laughs) I highly recommend it I
0: think probably what husbands everywhere recommend shopping to cope so she tells you one night at dinner the next day you get used to the idea probably around day three you were already on Amazon I'm pretty
1: sure Facebook thought I was pregnant yeah because my entire feed changed it became like maternity clothes Uh and baby items and I mean all the things Right. That's I was funny. great with that. Like, bring it on. <laughs> I got some research to do here. I
2: know. You would come to me and you're like, OK, I just found this new thing. You probably already seen it. I was like, I, I've never heard of it before. <laughs> but you were like my personal researching resource the whole time. <laughs> yeah. It was good for that. It was fun.
0: So all of us go into motherhood, and I would presume grandmotherhood, right? With our, having had our own experiences with um, your mom and your own grandmother. Who I know you were very close with Renee. So how did that those relationships and those with your mother-in-law, for that matter, determine what sort of grandparent role you thought you were going to have.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, if I'm not a good grandparent, I'm li- literally the worst student in the world. Because oh, I was blessed to say. with amazing grandparents and in-laws. So my grandmother, they lived behind us. And actually, it sounds very like Little House on the Prairie. They had a farm, and there was um, three of their four children. We lived in a row. behind their farm in houses so we could walk across the cow pasture to go to our grandparents house so I would hang out with my grandmother on the regular Mm -hmm. like after school even in high school I would go over there and hang out with her and we would just like do I'd do whatever she was doing she's canning jelly or tomatoes I would be in there with her doing that if Mm -hmm. she's sitting in the back reading her bible resting in the afternoon I'd just go sit back there on the bed with her I just did life with her over there and then I got married and I inherited a mother-in-law who's just so graciously made me feel welcome refer to the in-law episode where I sing her praises regularly and tell you all the great things you do and then of course my mom also was she and I were very close uh i guess by the time i was in high school i don't really recommend being friends with your kids as you're raising them no but as i'm beginning to launch out yeah we became more peers into college and she saved my bacon when emma came around she like she kept me sane as
0: an active grandparent <laughs> very sure. very
1: active so all that to say i had three really strong women in my life my dad's mom lived farther away she was a very strong woman a really good writer and so we wrote letters back and forth and i i love to write i think i get some of that from her so yeah i i that was very influential in my life to like i my thought was when you're a grandmother like you're in yeah. like you're the advocate for the mom you're the advocate for the grandchild you're like you're all pulling in the same direction
0: so did you ever feel any um not antagonism that's not what i mean but um pushback or unwanted advice or anything from your mom or
1: mother-in-law? Yeah, not my mother-in-law. My mother-in-law, like she kept it zipped, (laughs) but like my mom a couple of times, sorry mom if you're listening to this, but yeah, like they were like, yeah, you can't leave the house for six weeks after you have a baby, you have to stay in it. And I'm like, I just did that. Like Ah. as if they could tell me what to do, I'm 27 years old. (laughs) And I was like feeling like I was losing my mind, so isolated. Uh And my dad's dad was a pediatrician, and so they had very strong opinions on health and safety for children mm-hmm. and they also said you could never leave your children overnight somewhere like you can never go on vacation without them and like that did not wear well with me <laughs> because like we needed that i needed that desperately and they repented like okay. we talked about it later on they were like wow we really shouldn't have told you that oh
0: interesting okay so you know yeah. going into this role yeah <laughs> you might have some no opinions. blanket statements Emma read. okay good that's good yeah so um, like transitions are just a thing of life we've talked about that so many times on this podcast change and transition is like the only constant everybody's gonna face them so Emma I'm sure that when you got married your relationship with your mom changed a little bit like when you left the house it should yeah right it does yeah it did um can you describe how in what ways it changed
2: um i would say uh living at home we talked all the time i mean because growing up we were homeschooling so just by nature of homeschooling we were talking all the time come high school i wouldn't say in high school we were peers i think that it was pretty clear still like you were my parent and I was the child but we were the gap between like child and friend was closing and then in college I feel like it it really did like become one like we were friends mm-hmm. um and then I think it shifted that the main shift to me was talking about decisions we were making or um, new life steps. Where are we gonna live? Mm-hmm. Um, what jobs are we thinking about taking? You know, big life decisions up until that point had been discussed solely with my parents, and now it was I might talk to you all about or you about what we were thinking about doing. But you, but you all kind were of already not, thought about it, <laughs> right? You all were not like the number one decision maker.
1: We're not the boss of you.
2: You're not the boss of me. And I would say you, you were not acting like the boss of me in college. I don't want it to sound like you were like had me under your thumb and like you were in control till the very end, but that transition was quickened by the fact that Mm -hmm. I got married and then suddenly I was making life decisions with somebody else. Mm -hmm.
0: So then when you all of a sudden, well, gosh, now I'm pregnant. Now I'm the mom yeah did it change again your relationship I I think it changed in that I felt like
2: uh okay I have like this huge resource on my side and I think I really started I mean I've babysat not my whole life I babysat for years and years since I was 12 and Mm -hmm. I'm 23 so um almost half my life before I had my own kid so a lot of things like how to change a diaper or just baby basics some of that I knew but um baby concepts of like hey what did you do in this stage of having a baby or did you feel this way when you were pregnant I was come I feel like I was coming to you a lot with those sorts of questions just because I feel like pregnancy is almost like puberty like your body is changing That's so a good way way. bring
1: back the crazy text that you would text me about your changing body no i mean yeah some of them you were like please never text us again we need to delete this chain when we're done discussing this but what i mean
2: you have a whole class in high school dedicated to like how your body is changing basic biology and then you get pregnant it's like good luck <laughs> you're like google it okay half of the internet's like super normal the other half is like call your ob right now yeah so you know i would just be like okay we're not gonna call the doctor every time but i will ask mom if x y or z is normal that was happening a lot that's
1: yeah i had forgotten about those crazy texts until you just mentioned i started finding other people
2: to text too because you kind of freaked out at thank one you, point friends. <laughs> so yeah you can thank some of your young mom friends who I ended up like roping in as well yeah
0: because it had been a few years since you had just had a few the pregnancy yeah experience. just a few yeah so like when I had my first um child one of my sisters was with me because I had lost my mom by then um and I can tell you for sure that all those questions that you had about pregnancy and all that stuff like I didn't have anybody to ask those to, so I was asking my sisters or whoever else I could find. And to have that resource that you described, what a comfort, what a great resource. Um, Very cool. Um, So I know Renee had her own labor and delivery option that she elected to do. Um, Were you on the same page with that? Or did you have to be? Uh,
2: I never felt pressured by you to make the same decisions really at any point in my pregnancy that you did. But I will say I just feel like it all goes back to watching a baby I story. Was like, Please
1: tell the baby story.
0: <laughs> I was thinking On that. TLC
2: <laughs> true throwback. Um And I remember seeing all the moms giving birth. Tell them how old you were when we
1: watched that together. I was coming
2: home from like half day kindergarten. So like six. She was
1: five or six. I was like, this is a wholesome. We
2: got our double stuffed Oreos after lunch. I really feel like she was bribing me with the Oreos. Because looking back, I'm not sure if I would have been as eager to watch if there weren't Oreos involved. (laughs) I get that. But there were two women Two types of women on this tv show those that screamed and those that did not <laughs> ah. and i knew mom was like you know those women have medicine the ones who are not screaming and the ones who are screaming they're not using any medicine you know you're just describing it in the most basic kindergarten terms right and i remember being in kindergarten thinking well give me the medicine why are these people not choosing medicine no one ever said emma wasn't smart i thought i was doing the opposite look at this beautiful experience it's just it's really intense it's intense at any point in your life but for a six-year-old yeah i just think i was like give me the out (laughs) what are these other people doing so my whole life until really it became real (laughs) that like we were trying to have a baby i was like give me all the meds like i'm not gonna be one of the screaming moms Mm -hmm. that's it sorry mom you did that good for you peace out (laughs) i'm not doing that um and then i changed my mind and i i just kind of did research on all the things and what i felt most comfortable with um but spoiler, it didn't go the way I had planned. Like for lots of people, mm-hmm. um, which is something you just have to like process mm-hmm. and yeah. be mm-hmm. willing to adjust to. So, were you influencing her
0: decisions at all, or were no, you? No, like-
1: I, I kept my mouth shut on that. Like she really did need to make that's a, such a it's a huge thing. You have a baby coming out of your body, right? Like, you have to be in the right headspace mm-hmm. to like make your decisions. And that's like her and Thomas's business. Yeah. That's not my business. Yeah. So if she, again, if she would ask me, I would give my opinion. Um, I remember that phone call the day the doctor was like, uh, we need to either induce you tomorrow or um, or today.
2: Yeah, or today. And we can go two days from now or, or today. today. And she just stood there looking at me like, tell me right now.
1: <laughs> and so she calls me. You call me crying because it's upsetting. Yeah. And she's kind of pressuring you and... Um, i in my head this my mom head slash grandma head i'm going okay there's the concept of patient's rights and she can't make you do this but that was not the speech she needed to hear mm. the speech she needed to hear was it's going to be okay you talk to your husband you guys make a decision it will all be okay and we're going to support you no matter what there's plenty of times to debrief later about like how you want things to go right with your doctor maybe the next time and so that's what i did and i was just like you do. I think y'all make a great decision. You do what you're comfortable with.
0: So was there ever like, was it assumed, Renee, you were going to be in the delivery room? No,
1: because of COVID. You know, we talked about it before we COVID. We did talk about it. And when we thought it was still a possibility. And I said, do you really want me in there? Mm-hmm.
0: I thought that
2: I did. I was like, yeah, come on in, in, mom. Like, you're my mom. Uh-huh. Like, you were here the last time uh-huh. we were in this labor and delivery place <laughs> together. Don't you want to be here now? I don't know.
1: I'm just kind of like, Uh, your junk's all exposed. (laughs) Do you really want like your husband and me both in there? Like, see, it's not together. you had already seen. But not together with Thomas. (laughs) So it just felt kind of wrong. I'm like, my girlfriends, my young moms who you were calling Emma, like, they were like, you could stand at her shoulder, Renee. You can just like do that. And so, it became moot because the restrictions became, you couldn't even be at the hospital.
2: Yeah, you couldn't even sit in the waiting room. Right. Which
1: was terrible.
2: So, yeah,
1: I, that was a grief for me, not being able to just... That was not how I expected you it to go. You didn't even have the option. No. To try or no. not try. Yeah. Right. Oh. That's... Yeah. yeah. So, I did pray a lot during that day and online shopped. And <laughs> 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 I was done praying. Online shopping.
2: I had multiple people advise me. They were like, in early labor, you really... Like, you have such a desire to distract yourself do not open amazon <laughs> and i was like why and they were like because every time a contraction comes i promise you it feels a little better to press add to cart <laughs> and then your husband will be really disappointed when he sees the amazon bill i've never thought of i that. had never thought of it but i kept my phone very far away we just had the speaker playing
0: and that was it that's hilarious oh my goodness yeah that's a that's a tip i never would have <laughs> didn't think about that one so um like our, our concern for our kids never goes away i don't care right. if i 23 or if she's yeah. 33 like you're always gonna be worried about her um even when she doesn't really need you anymore so what was it like watching her little baby body that you had birthed change so much it was so
1: fun it was so cool like it remember the dance party we had in the kitchen when you were really big pregnant yeah What well, there we, were multiple were we lip syncing or something you were so big that, like we videoed it bouncing around the kitchen and I just remember thinking this is the coolest thing ever like just yeah. to see her be pregnant now and dad thought it was cool too daddy thought it was cool and I think Houston was okay with it I don't really I never Houston, really asked him Houston in
2: lots of situations is neutral sorry Houston you just <laughs> got roped
1: into this podcast
2: <laughs> he's neutral in lots of situations
1: he'll decide what he thinks yeah and he'll yeah, decide what he thinks like
2: later. This later. Is it's a, it's a great quality yeah but If you have really exciting news, don't run to tell Houston. (laughs) He's going to be pretty even and neutral. Pretty
1: (laughs) flatline about that. That's funny. Yeah, it was fun to see. Like, that was your dream. Like, your dream was to be a mom. And so, which, can we just say that out loud? That's a perfectly fine career. It's a beautiful career aspiration. It's It's a high calling. And for like the way our cultural narrative goes is it's inconvenient to be pregnant. It's unfair mm-hmm. that women have to be pregnant. And then it's just a beautiful gift. Yeah. And children are a blessing, not a hindrance to our lives. And so, yeah, I was, I was so excited. board. Cool. Did you have
0: worries or concerns or? No, I just wouldn't let myself anything? go there.
1: I was oh. just like, you know, we're not like shut that down as soon as mm-hmm. there was any, you know, if you just like think about the birth process or even during the day when she was in labor, it was like, I was not going to go there. Wow, you have so much discipline. I just wasn't. No, I'm not playing out scenarios. (sighs) I just no.
2: I feel like personally, especially like when you're pregnant, there are so many there's so many doctor's visits and so many tests and all the things we're going to check if this is right and that is right. And I'm so grateful we live in a time period Mm -hmm. where we can check for all of those things and be sure your baby is healthy every step of the way. I also think Satan then uses it as like pitfalls to stress throughout your entire pregnancy to like steal all the joy Mm -hmm, of motherhood mm -hmm. from the very beginning of like, here, have you worried about that recently? Have you you, did you even know that this test existed and you hope you pass it? Mm. So I yeah, you just I mean personally I was just like, uh, no. Like this is a joy filled yeah, (laughs) this is a joy filled process I wanted my whole life. And tests or no tests or whatever the things might be like right it it's what i've wanted it's gonna be good i'm
0: all for um what i call even if thinking instead of all the what if thinking yes what if what if what if if. but you know what even if even if and insert worst possible scenario it's out of your hands god's got it it'll be fine right okay
1: oh that's a that's a good little takeaway little nugget stick that back so like were you (laughs) the
0: day Dottie got here um were you like getting texts all the time?
1: Yes, yeah, so the wonderful From doula, Wendy. Sarah, who we've had on our podcast. Woo-woo, yeah. we love you so much. Shout out to Sarah. <laughs> Shout out to Sarah. If you're in the Middle Tennessee area, use her. She's great. She was texting us so we didn't so Emma and Thomas could just do their thing mm-hmm. and be like you know, focused on that moment because it's such a holy moment. Right. It's overwhelming, oh, it so it's is. beautiful. It really is. It's it's all the things. And so she would keep us um updated and yeah we we wore it out
0: like <laughs> back and forth was there any facetiming since you couldn't be there or no um no we got
1: some I pictures don't, i don't
2: think so i mean while i did try and go um like unmedicated because i had to be induced like things were intense for a really long time contraction wise so we thomas so and Emma, i were
0: you a screaming mom no there was no screaming <laughs> okay. there was
2: lots of um Monk moaning. moaning. I don't know how else to describe <laughs> it, but like I would have fit really well into a monastery area somewhere, <laughs> I can imagine. So, you know, like we were in it to win it for a really long time mm-hmm. to try and do this the way we had originally planned. And so there was no FaceTiming. There was only like was pretty take hard a 40-second nap in between contractions and move on. But Sarah was trying to update everybody. So from the time you went there to the time you met her how yeah. long was that um we went in at like nine o'clock to be induced and she came in at, the evening, the in, the the evening. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the evening yeah oh. in the evening and she came at five thirty-six the next day in PM. the evening yeah so, so almost 24 hours it was long mine
1: mine was long with you too i was afraid yeah. of that
2: um 17 of it was unmedicated and then I mean I see why people get an epidural because it was like a big fat party (laughs) after that you can't feel anything I'm like oh yeah this is all good but yeah for those first 17 hours it was wow you lasted a while yeah a while I mean I was proud of myself in the end for that far but well, here's um, the deal. Those are not.
1: I never had an uh, induced contraction. Those are not a natural contraction. Right. So I told her, I was like, I don't even know what you experienced because it's different. Yes, it is. When they, <laughs> you is that what you had? Yes. Yeah. So it's not the same. Like there's a, there there's they're more frequent. I think they're probably more intense. Is my gut is my gut? Because it didn't really get really hard till I was like seven centimeters mm-hmm. or so. And it was hard right from the get go for you. Um, they don't
0: yeah, like it roll. Was. They kind of slam.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's a good way of describing it. Um, and I like looking back, I probably would have done a lot of things differently, but I try not to think about it too much just because I'm like, you know what? <laughs> you can dwell and like get irritated and frustrated at your doctor, or frustrated at the situation, but there's no changing those things. I probably wouldn't have let them break my water. I think the Pitocin contractions with still having like a cushion yeah would have been more doable um and I think I would have now I would just be a little bit more brave to just be like oh you don't want me to get up out of my bed okay well you're out of my room 90% of the time watch me get out of my bed if (laughs) I want to I'm just a first child I'm a rule follower I don't want anybody to be frustrated with me yeah but um but that's part of life. That's part of life. Anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, how you yeah. figure it out. And that's, that's how, right. how you learn. Amazing, right?
1: Yeah. The, you, that's how you learn. I learned a bunch of stuff with my birth yeah. with you, and then changed a whole bunch of things for yes. when Houston came along. And so there's and there's this balance between like giving them a different perspective and like being like too much in their business and yeah. like giving too many opinions and like some things. It's just better. If I thought it was dangerous or something, I would have said something. But it was. It wasn't. Yeah. So I was like, she just needs to make her own choice. Mm-hmm. And we'll just be here cheering you on. So uh,
0: for some insane reason, Renee, you were at a birthday dinner for me when all this <laughs> is going. You like walk in with a casserole. I'm like, what the? What? What? <laughs> why are you here and she's like, well i can't do anything anyway just i can't be, be, be in the here. hospital and yeah. we're near the
1: hospital at this house so, yeah, so i thought just, i could just swing over maybe you walk in like
0: hey we're about to have this baby what um so then how how big was she
2: seven pounds two ounces not super i mean she was little she was, she was little, little, little. little yeah i mean she's not as tiny as tiny could be but she was little because mm-hmm. you're tiny you're pretty
0: little i'm petite, pretty petite so petite. yeah mm-hmm. That's a good size, Cutie Patootie. <laughs> and so you get the call, and then I guess you get one visitor or whatever.
1: They let yes. let, have, let us have one visitor that night. And Thomas's mom, Linda, graciously said, "You go. It's your daughter. The first night, if, you, if only one person can go, you go." Which I was like, "So was, thank you so much." You didn't make them decide. You just graciously yeah, graciously that stepped them. aside. So that was very sweet of her. Um, and then the, the rest of the family got to come the next day. So. What did you think? Oh, it was great. Well, first of all, I couldn't go straight there. They're like, can you pick up Camino? Oh, I was starving. And can you pick up some ice cream? Priorities. (laughs) So I'm like, I barely remember the drive to Camino. I was like, pay attention. Don't wreck. I was so excited. And um, then I got there and you hadn't even, you weren't even out of the delivery room. They were getting ready to move you.
2: Yeah. They were like trying to get me to walk to the bathroom and... (laughs) And in you come with like the bag of Oscars I've been thinking about for the past <laughs> right, two Oscars. weeks of like this quesadilla that I wanted to have so badly. <laughs> um, And it was all kind of like a beautiful blur. I don't yeah. have this like super clear like picture of you holding her. I just remember like there was a lot of relief. Like it was done. Yeah. She was here and people can meet her.
1: And like that's, that was it. Like yeah. we were finally like, Next Done. Next yeah. phase. Yeah, right. So they're you know they're taking care of Emma. So it's just me and Thomas Aww. there with the baby. You know, and so I'm talking to him and asking him how things went. And then um, I guess I spent a couple of hours with you all. So you got moved over, and yeah, just we what, were what just in at, love. What happened
0: at first sight? Did you cry?
1: I didn't cry. I don't think so. But it, I don't. That's not like you. No, cry. it's not. But I cried several times since then. Plenty yesterday yeah. when Daddy yesterday. was singing to her. <laughs> <laughs> David was singing to her and she was cooing back at him and I I start to cry and Emma looks at me and I was like what is happening I was also crying (laughs) it was just so what is happening so yeah it's just and it was instant love more so than with Emma Mm -hmm. which is I think because I wasn't slammered by hormones and the trauma of birth and all that you know
0: and the respect responsibility yes. of oh my goodness yes
1: I used to get to swoop in be in love snuggle 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 and then I go yeah. home yeah and sleep in my own bed and so it was sleep period. it was really quick sleep. bonding <laughs> yeah. and I was I told you I didn't think that was gonna happen I told you I, I didn't think I was gonna do that with her
2: no yeah but that didn't hurt my feelings to be clear We were just just open communication about like processing the whole thing of like having a baby, having a grandchild. So it was just you were just telling me like where you were at. Yeah. I "I do love this baby, but I just am not expecting to like have this moment of like overwhelming
1: because it grew. It just grew with you and with Houston. It was like a it was like a wave. And so I thought I'm in. I'm in. I'll do your vacuuming. I'll do your dishes. You Mm -hmm. hold the baby because you're going to want to hold her. I was wrong. <laughs> I was like, I want to hold her, I want to hold her, I want to hold her. <laughs> so how did you get your name? Where'd you come up with that? Okay, so... What is your name? This was... My name is Nay. Okay, so this is like a literal rebirth. yeah, A renaming ceremony. Right. Yes. renaming. Okay. So my name, Renee, means rebirth. Okay. It, or renew. And so um, I really wanted to savage Grandma name, like something that incited just slight fear but fun. <laughs> but... <laughs> emma's shaking
0: her head. we're not looking
2: for the next like ultimate fighter name we're looking for a grandma name but i have to say i was pretty open to most of the names you suggested
1: except for punch i really because you know punch the sweet stuff you drink Mm -hmm. and then punch in the face kind of a punch or the top of your arm you know punch in the arm
2: shocking that that one didn't work (laughs) yeah but yeah that was the only one i think i out and out said no way no, that doesn't happen so
1: in the end i thought nay nay but really it's just actually been nay it's just been now nay. that she's I here i mean she's not
0: saying either of them but that's how i refer of, to myself yeah, yeah is nay so cute so how sh- how is renee doing as a grandmother
1: great yeah you're doing so well uh name all the ways emma uh, All
2: <laughs> the ways. okay encouragement hour <laughs> <laughs>
0: so do you think it's weird seeing her in this different role is it um does it kind of I don't know if I would say it's
2: weird I think I'm like I'm really happily surprised at how much you love it because I kind of had prepared myself that like you may not love it like you had said about yourself you may Mm -hmm. not love it until she's two or she can talk Mm -hmm. and you know the interaction is just different from what it is with a baby where it's like I'm hungry I'm dirty yeah feed me um, so I was like, I've been really excited that you've loved this stage. Cause I do too. And so I want, I want everybody to love the baby <laughs> right? stage. Like I love it, but I wasn't expecting that of you. So it's been so fun to see.
0: I think it's cute. So yeah, I, for those of you who, don't know renee and david intimately like every day on facebook we get this <laughs> what they call daily dose of
1: dot that just david, look up the hashtag you can see every picture david posts a picture yeah, from the of day her. she was born one picture a day all cutest, the way through cutest cutest i just yeah. love it it's a great you know what it's a great just babies and puppies everyone loves it i
0: mean how can you go it's, a, it's
1: a ray of sunshine in the day yeah. no politics yeah. no covid talk right just a happy baby exactly she, cute baby
0: pictures she is so cute <laughs> so um one of my favorite books that I've read recently and my one of my favorite authors is Anna Quinlan and she wrote a book called Nanaville which I think I you could, gave it to me I when I was it. yeah when yeah. Emma was expecting um, so in that book she says what's expected of new parents is pretty clear but it's less clear for grandparents like someone else nurses the baby someone else decides whether she'll be rocked to sleep or allowed to cry it out whether he can have his thumb or a pacifier. Someone else chooses her name and if you don't like it, you better arrange your face as though you do. So much of being a mother is doing things, feeding, diapering, reading, chasing. But an important part of being a grandmother is that thing that mothers often find most challenging, hanging back. And she compares grandparenting to auditioning. Mom and dad are like already cast, we already know who they're gonna be. But a grandparent has to sort of convince everyone where they fit in the day to day. Maybe that's why some try so hard and buy the forbidden toys, allow the TV and the sweets and things like that. So I thought that was super insightful. Refer to the
1: in-law episode of that grandma who cut their grandkids' hair without permission from oh, the yeah. mom. Yeah, Their first haircut.
0: We, some things we just, just can't even process do not that. do, I, do. Like, I, I cannot even <laughs> Brene won't do that Emma, no no, I, no, no, she won't. no no i, I would no. stop her before she got the <laughs> so have you guys actually actively discussed this like how and where the grandparents are going to fit in or is it just sort of this organically evolving situation that's
1: have we talked about it because i have a philosophy i don't know if we've talked about it
0: i i feel like if i had to guess
2: what your philosophy is it would be i am team parent whatever however you're operating i want to mirror that to help you
1: and we're in that's yeah. how i would describe yeah it. that's it so that yeah i've had my time mm-hmm. like and i not even thought about this as i was raising them like i have my time i get to pick the names i get to choose the food i get to choose the daily rhythms mm-hmm. of our family and one day that will not be true anymore and it is my responsibility is to now support my grown children and their you know, family endeavors
0: and their choices and mm-hmm. their
1: choices. And like my in-laws were one hundred percent in when Emma and Houston were small when we told them the rules and they stayed with them. like they honored what we asked of them, and that made it great hmm. to leave them, yeah. with them. And my parents who were in town and they saw more often, okay, there were a couple of things grape juice and donuts for breakfast yes you got to stay up past your bedtime but just a couple of small things But just in general they did really honor um like our family rules and limits on um tv and boundaries you had to be respectful and all those kinds Mm -hmm. of things so that's my role my role is to you know if the baby comes to stay and you know she doesn't want me to rock her to sleep she wants me to lay her down that's my job is to do that Woo, you're very good good for you because <laughs> <laughs> you know i have opinions right <laughs> i got lots of opinions yeah, yeah. but I mean, everybody does but um that's just not like that's out of place right that's, like I'm that's thinking, not okay like, maybe emma emma you're pretty
0: i mean you said you had different personalities and and what you do but you are very like your mom in a lot of ways so i would Kind of foresee that if left to your own devices, you probably would go ahead and raise Dottie pretty much like you were raised because you had no complaints about that.
2: I yeah, I have no complaints. I would say in um, in day to day rhythms, potentially slightly different. I, I think that mom ran a really um, timely household in that like things were very scheduled. And very, very consistent on time periods of when things were happening. Nap is always this time. We always eat at this time. I would say I tend to flex on those things more, but the principles are the same.
0: Mm-hmm. I would say that's the difference. The, the other uh, variable that's in here is Thomas. Yeah. Thomas wasn't raised like you were. And Thomas um, is part of this equation too, right? It's not just mom and daughter. Right. So you've got to factor him in cuz he's dad. Thomas has been
2: like a team player from the beginning from like pregnancy on. He's been a team player. Um which not every dad and husband is. So like just shout out to Thomas yep. for doing that and being willing to. Woo-hoo! To go, um, Thomas. you know when we're talking about like going back to labor and delivery we're talking about all those things he always would just say like I can have an opinion if you want but I defer to you mm-hmm. like you are doing the work here my job is just like to support
0: you good man
2: um, so yeah that's like a super great answer cause yeah. I didn't actually looking back I didn't need another opinion I just that was the best thing for him to do yeah um, so I feel like as a mom, as a wife, like you set the tone for how things roll. And if you are in the healthy, well-communicating relationship with your husband, like they tend to follow suit. Yeah. Not because they don't have opinions or they don't care, mm-hmm. just because that's the nature of most relationships. Mm-hmm. So he follows, I would say he tends to follow suit on most things that I implement the one variation is I tend to try and let Dottie lay down and it out and fuss for a little bit. I would not say I'm super hardcore about that. Um, but Thomas shockingly like, likes that less than I do. He would rather do the rocking to mm-hmm. sleep and like sing lullabies, which is super duper like melt your heart sweet. Um, <laughs> But she is a little confused on like bedtime (laughs) what actually happens at bedtime versus who puts her down yeah yeah so um yeah yeah. I
1: I admire how you're running your house and honestly she's so much emotionally healthier because she is more flexible so she doesn't have those like for like nap is at nine Mm -hmm. second nap is at two Mm -hmm. you know but like selfishly for me that makes it Nice because sometimes we can run out and go do something for two hours because you are flexible and you're like, okay, I can just push the schedule this direction or that direction so we can make that happen. And you don't freak out when a nap doesn't go well. That was the end of the world for me. I was like, this is terrible. The nap did not go well. You kind of just try to roll with it. And that is a difference in our disposition. Yeah. But I also see like all that training I did about teaching you to like keep things tidy, keep the closet straight. It's like all happening. It's all oh, happening. The
2: tone of your voice sounded like it was got to be, it's all for nothing. And
1: I was like, I just sent you a picture of her organized closet yesterday. I, so let me just say, like it didn't really happen in college. You know, like I thought, okay, maybe when you have your own space. It wasn't
2: out of necessity. Yeah. When
1: necessity like comes, that's when it happened. Yeah. And I was like, you know, just, Take the long game, parents. You know you're yeah. laying. You like you, you. teach them these things, and sometimes they'll implement them yeah. at different times than you might expect. Yeah, I feel so like so you run a like tight house. Early twenties is a
2: still a great time to be implementing these things. Oh I'm yeah, not way late on the game. By the way, <laughs> <It is. laughs> no, you're, you're not, not
1: that late. Not you're not that late. Not at all. But um, but I was like kind of surprised to see like how hardcore you are about that. You're like on it three loads of laundry before 8 a.m. and, oh. you know, fold them, put them away, redo the closet, rearrange the bookshelf while she's down for a nap. It's like, <laughs> Ooh, that what is true. Is. You're making me tired just watching you. <laughs> she's got so much energy.
2: <laughs> I think part of it is like, spoiler alert, we want a lot of kids. And so I'm like, if I don't implement some good habits of finding time to do all these things, then if i can't do it with one kid how am i gonna do it with three yep four you know like however many might keep them coming five six (laughs) (laughs) right however many it might be like if i can't figure out when do the floors get swept with one then come number two like okay i'm already done so my house is already a wreck like before we walk in the door with baby number two yeah
0: good planning good thinking ahead good job that's that's i would say another
1: piece of advice for Moms, when their daughters have a baby, like I've tried to give Emma and Thomas their space, like they're learning to be a family. Mm-hmm. And I, I really thought like you might call me like the second week or something. I knew the first week he'd be home with you. Yeah, he was home You're the good. First week. But you really were like you were doing fine. You were settling in and you didn't really call me. I didn't really get that panic phone call, which you know every new mom eventually Everybody gets has sleep that. deprived enough that you get to desperate. You were like four weeks in. The geography
0: yes. plays a part too because it, it's nice. I mean, you're not like it's not like you're in a different state. You're just right here.
1: You're just a phone call away. Yeah, maybe because I was, you just accessible. didn't call. You didn't need. You didn't need that extra help.
2: I think so. I mean, like full disclosure, I when Thomas went back to work the first day he went back to work, I sobbed. I was like, please do not go back to work. I was like, I cannot operate without you. And he was like, honestly, I put him in a terrible position. Uh, Because like, what are you doing? Like your wife, who's like just gone through this huge life event and your newborn baby, like he doesn't actually want to go back to work. He would love to like just hang out with us all day. Um but I wasn't really thinking about that I was just thinking (laughs) how am I going to keep this baby alive and like also feed myself Uh today you know um so that day was really hard actually until like nine o'clock it was very hard and then I just thought okay like pity party over (laughs) and um you're just going to do your best and trying your best is really good that's all you need yes and that's that's kind of been our motto from here on out I'm doing my (laughs) best and that is really good
1: yeah it is really good so i would say like don't push like some some i've talked to several young mom friends some wanted their moms there right away and, and we're ha- our mother-in-laws oh yeah they had a good relationship with their mother-in-law so they wanted them them there and they appreciated them staying there so i tried to just not pop in if i did come i called yeah and i didn't stay longer than 20 or 30 minutes
2: i think that's key
1: and, and I, I didn't do long visits and I tried not to call you. I still do try not to call you when Thomas is home from work. Like that's your time. So if we want to do like our silly fun ha ha talking, I try to do that during the day. Yeah.
2: During the day when, when we do, um, it?
1: when he's not there. And so you guys can focus on your family when you're together. I didn't know if you noticed that.
2: <laughs> I would say at, once you just said that I did, I do <laughs> notice that you never called like after five o'clock, but I don't think I could
1: have said that i think
0: that's good i think that helps thomas it keeps him from having to set limits and boundaries that he doesn't really need to set
1: like catch his breath every time he like sees the phone like oh my goodness it's that 499 number again (laughs) (laughs) right yeah that's seriously something to think about so when you're yeah especially when you're in the same town it's like okay yeah you need to give your grown kids their space Mm -hmm. it can just be a little too much sometimes it's really great in a lot of ways But you don't want it to be too much, yeah. So
0: well, I'm so glad that you were here to talk to, and and you decided to come on. I think this is um, y'all's relationship has been a really fun one to watch. I've known you since before you were born, for goodness sake. But um, just to see you grow up and become a mom and a wife, and to see you become a grandmother, it's been such this neat evolution of your relationship. And it's I know it's always been close, but and I know a lot of moms maybe don't have that, Um, and they're situation might look a little different when their baby is having a baby but um this was i thought an ideal um relationship to sort of display on the podcast and something to strive for so thanks for that y'all. yeah you're welcome wow. i love hanging out Sweet with her family it's so- always fun Um, so you can always go on our website with the accompanying blog for our podcast on justaskyourmom.com. We're on Facebook at justaskyourmom or Instagram at justaskyourmompodcast.
1: And if you're listening, please rate and review or leave a comment and send us your questions and topic ideas. We'd love to hear from you. It's, um, email is justaskyourmompodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time on Just Just Ask Your Your Mom. Mom.